Hello, and welcome to the Agri-Food Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. Today, we're sitting down with Micah Hutchison, a Michigan produce safety technician, and Ginny Farah, who works with the Edible Flint Educational Farm. They discuss the ins and outs of training farm workers on food safety practices, how Ginny trains for volunteers, and other ways food safety is considered on the Edible Flint Educational Farm. My name is Micah Hutchison, and I am the produce safety technician at the Genesee Conservation District. And I work with fruit and vegetable growers to reduce the likelihood of microbial contamination on fresh produce. I'm Ginny Farah. Thanks for having me. I work with Edible Flint on the educational farm, and I manage the farm in a way that, you know, just uh, figuring out what veggies we're going to plant, um, helping with the volunteers, assigning jobs, and just just a lot of things fall under that umbrella, I will say. Can I interject and say that, like, when I worked with Ginny, she runs a garden and now a farm that when I was there was producing about a ton of food a year for donation to the community. Um, she arranges everything. She like crop plans. She arranges all of the big volunteer events. I've seen her arrange and design two huge builds that like expanded the garden. Um, she's incredible. Like I can't, I can't explain how much she does for our community. Well, thank you, Micah. Really nice of you to say. Um, I will say we grew a ton and a half this year. <laughs> but the, the veggie gods were on our side. We didn't have any uh, problems with insects or um, blights or anything like that. So uh, that just was, we had a great year as far as producing. Awesome. All right. So if we're talking about worker training, what jobs on the farm would you say are the top priority when it comes to training for produce safety? I think that uh, the jobs that might be most important to on-farm food safety is anyone who is kind of managing a farm, as well as people picking and packing. So the harvest crews and the packing crews. Sure, I can see that. I think it's important because they're the ones directly touching produce that's going to market more frequently than someone who's just there to like weed or maybe do like um, the initial planting. Um, just referencing smaller farms where they don't have like mechanical planting or harvesting. Our volunteers do a lot of, I mean, a lot of our, our all of our work actually is run by volunteers. And so we have um, not just harvesting, of course, you know, weeding and watering and all of that. And we try to be as safe as we can. We, uh, we do have a hand washing station with Micah's help and, um, you know, gloves and trying to follow any protocols we can. <laughs> so what specific things should harvest workers be trained on? Definitely, I would say signs of contamination. So poop, signs of animal damage, animal tracks, um, to how to recognize any kind of contamination in what they're harvesting into. A funny anecdote, when I was working with Edible Flint, we used to use reusable bags at the, the demo garden to put the produce in. And Ginny and I sat with the previous produce safety technician who was like, um, no, <laughs> like you can't just get 
donated bags from Kroger or any local grocery store and put fresh produce in them. So that was something that stuck with me. Yeah, that was a good lesson for us. And we use fresh bags now, of course. That's one of our main objectives. And we make sure all of the produce that we pick goes right into those. Fresh, not used, not, I mean, I love to recycle, but I totally get that that's not a, the place to start with recycling. So um, we have that. And, and um, most of our produce that's picked is, well, actually all of our produce that's picked is donated either to the volunteers that are working that day um, we'd love to give produce to our neighbors, of course, because we are right in the heart of the neighborhood. And um, and then we do donate to a couple other places. So I don't know if that makes a difference from selling. I guess Michael would be the one to answer that question for sure. But No, I mean, I'm a little biased. I will say that I think that Edible Flint reaches so many vulnerable communities. Um, with all of the work that they do, volunteering to the Hurley Food Pharmacy. Training is maybe more, it feels more like important to me because it's not just like a marketplace. It's people who may not have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Plus working with like, depending on volunteers who may not have familiarity with just farming, let alone farm food safety. Um, it makes training seem really important. And Jenny does an excellent job at training volunteers. Yeah, we really do try to get in there. Um, we have a, a, our volunteer group falls under a lot of different avenues, I guess you'd say. We have like our daily volunteers that are our old reliables, <laughs> myself included, I guess, in that one. And um, we've been lucky enough to have some big groups come out and that's when uh, training is really important. So, but our daily volunteers, they're trained, it's definitely on the job training, 100%. And uh, Michael was talking about the, um, like making sure the animals don't get into the produce. We have a, two hoops on our property and we had a groundhog that figured out that he could just, at the plastic of the hoop and get in. And he really uh, wrecked our um, spaghetti squash, just really got in there. And that was the training for our, uh, you know, like on the job training was like, okay, these can't be harvested. You know, they've got bite marks out of them. And we did actually, it was just coincidentally, Micah, that we had just got I had just got the email, I'm sure you sent it to me about um, how to handle that, like to look for animal feces and like bike marks out of your produce and tracks and stuff like that. And so I think it was just like that week or maybe maybe it was a couple of weeks, I can't remember for sure that that happened. And so I'm like, okay, well, I think I know what to do here. And we handled it our best. We you know, got rid of those spaghetti squash that got attacked. There were still some that could be harvested but there was a lot that got messed up. They really like spaghetti squash. That's the lesson learned on that deal. <laughs> I didn't know they liked spaghetti squash. I didn't either. I guess we're not growing it here. <laughs> so can you kind of walk us through like what that training looked like? What food safety training looks like when volunteers show up at the Edible Flint Educational Farm? Sure. Um, that day, you know, we went into the hoop and we saw that there were 
messed up and and uh we were we were lucky this year that we had master gardeners working with us so it was myself a master gardener and our super reliable uh maricor guy that we've had all year <laughs> and we just went through we got a we got a box and we did a really thorough check on which ones were clawed into or bit you know bite marks but I, we just um, we just tossed them out. You know, it's it's a shame, but that has to be done. I know that when I first started working with you, what strikes me now in my new role is how good you are at watering, especially trying to avoid like the harvestable portion of the crop. Can you kind of talk how you walk volunteers through that when you're doing irrigation? Right. Um, we have actually have some um, tape irrigation now in our hoops. So that is super helpful as far as not having the splash up on the produce. But if we do, oh, and actually we did it on our main garden too. We did the, um, the tape. And, but if we do have to do the watering, um, we're just real careful to water the root of the plant rather than just do a, a uh, just overall water, other than maybe like when we're watering seeds or something like that. But when the tomatoes are getting ready, we don't want a lot of water around those. Don't want a lot of splash up on that dirt. And so really when we pick our tomatoes, our peppers and stuff like that, they are pretty clean. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so how often do you think that farm workers should be trained on food safety practices? So book definition is trained at the beginning of the season and then once annually and when anyone is brought on the crew. Um, for me, I think that training is an ongoing experience, um, even when you're a volunteer or when you're not the farmer. Um, training is, it seems really effective to do training in the moment when you see something going wrong. Like if you see someone isn't washing their hands when they may be contaminated or if someone isn't checking harvest containers, that's a great opportunity to pull maybe a crew together, maybe just half the crew and say, hey, here's like a refresher on training. Make sure you are washing your hands when you come back from the restroom or from break or starting a shift or make sure that you're inspecting harvest containers to make sure they're not dirty before you put produce in there. So. I think it should be often frequent, lots of little reminders. Jenny, how is it for you when your like core volunteers might change? Right, and I agree with the on-the-job training. I mean, uh, some of our volunteers may have never even seen a particular vegetable growing in a garden, let alone how to harvest it and you know what to do with it, what's ripe, what's not ripe. So we spend a lot of time on that. And um, like I said, we do have the hand washing station and we have uh, we, we do rely on a lot of signage. We have the signage to remind you to wash your hands when you check in. And of course, I have a, um, I always have a bin of fresh gloves and soil gloves to make sure that we don't do any cross um, soil gloves or um, farm, any, any kind of harvesting tools will um, wipe down at the end of the day and start fresh the next time we're out there. How do you communicate? Um, do you tell your volunteers? If I'm a volunteer and I'm showing up on the Edible Flint Educational Farm, how uh, would you train me to know that my soiled gloves go here, to use fresh gloves, 
to wash my hands. Again, I mean, we signs, we put signs out and, um, and I, I'll mention like, you know, I'll, you know, if you got to, uh, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, let's put all the dirty gloves in here or whatever. Just, just very casual. I don't really, for like daily training, I don't really go through a real like, okay, this has to be done. This, you know, or like, cause we're relying on those volunteers to come back. I don't want to be too rigid, but it's also important. All right. What are some ways that you could handle language barriers? A lot of visual demonstration, not just thing talking or relying on written text, but lots of signs, lots of showing. I have an example of that. Um, two years ago, I think we had a big busload of ladies come in from all different countries, or yeah, all different countries from Africa. So there was a lot of different languages going on. I think all of them spoke English, but it was in the fall and um, I had saved the garlic planting for that day. And I started explaining it and I said, you know, you, you just um, make a hole about three inches. And the leader of the group said, um, we don't do inches. Never even thought about that. So <laughs> I used a cloaked finger and just kind of said, you know, <laughs> just this far. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how we got around that. Other than that, I can't remember any other time language barrier coming up, but definitely I, we do a lot of show, you know, a demonstration, this being is right, this isn't. And I think that that's how we, we handle that. And, you know, and again, the signs, the signs around the, the wash station. And, and then lastly, who on the farm should be the one to train the workers? I think that's farm dependent. <laughs> um, I think it's most beneficial for someone who is familiar with the on-farm food safety policy and the farm um, policies, as well as someone who can monitor the crews. So then they can also see how effective the training is in the field or in the packing area. Yeah, for us, um, like I said, we have a core group of our regulars that I've been working with for years. And so I rely on them to be able to help me uh, train anybody that needs uh, help. Links or definitions to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash agrifood underscore safety. Thank you to everyone for listening. And don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.